Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Finding Harmony podcast with me, your host, Harmony Slater. Well, hello, welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I am so happy you're here today. We have just a beautiful woman on our show, and I can't wait for you to meet her. She has over 35 years of asana practice and learning and studying in the yoga tradition and over 24 years of teaching. She brings a wealth of knowledge with her from practicing Ashtanga to Iyengar to Anasara to Para Yoga to Vini and now the founder and creator of her own Tantra flow yoga style um, which includes a little bit of everything that she's learned from the Buddhist tradition from Ayurveda from all of her studies in yoga and all of her training in various disciplines. So today you'll be hearing from Jean Heileman. She and I share some things in common that we didn't know about. We were both dancers from a young age and also suffered from scoliosis. We're going to talk about how the practice of yoga um, has evolved over the years, but also we're looking at um, teaching and as a teacher, what is your responsibility to the students? And also as students, how can we be more intelligent in making our choices around um, who we give over our power to? And does yoga actually require giving your power over to somebody else like a teacher or a guru and what are the dangers or the pitfalls in that for both the teacher and the students so I think you're really going to love this conversation it is actually a wonderful wonderful episode and my inner circle membership is open so if you'd like to join me online and come into the inner circle uh, where you get to study with me we will be having conferences and a retreat coming up in December as well as we have monthly pranayama classes and weekly Mysore classes as well as you have access to videos of pre-recorded classes and workshops which you will not always have as part of the membership as I'm restructuring so if you'd like to get that extra bonus of all those pre-recorded classes you should definitely join before December 31st I would love to have you inside we have an amazing whatsapp community and group as well as a private Facebook group where we connect and um, yeah it's a great way to get some guidance and some instruction from me so I hope to see you there and I'm also offering three more coaching spots for 2023 so maybe you've been feeling a little burnt out maybe you're struggling with some transition phases of life you know maybe you're always a high achiever you're the person everyone looks up to and depends on and you've prioritized yourself in the past but perhaps lately you haven't been prioritizing yourself and it's leading to symptoms like exhaustion or burnout insomnia um, just not feeling like you're able to connect to your purpose passion or your profession that's where I come in and if that's something that would interest you if you'd like to join me for a complete mind body makeover and 
really define what's important to your life and find how to reconnect to that passion, to that purpose, so that you can live vibrantly and create a life that you truly love, that feels uh, enriching to your soul, to your spirit, a soul-satisfying um, occupation or life or practice, whatever that looks like for you. I would love to have you come in to a coaching relationship with me. You can find the application at harmonyslater.com backslash coaching. Um, it's easy to find on my website. I will link it in the show notes and I would just, um, yeah, be happy to meet with you and see if we'd be a good fit for something like this. It's a great way to deepen your yoga practice as well as um, understand some of those other aspects of what it means to fully step into your potential, um, working with some personal development tools, as well as mindfulness and ancient yogic techniques and practices. So combining them all together so that you can truly live um, the life you were meant for, the life that you're here to create so that you can feel motivated and inspire others. So Come on in either to my Inner Circle membership or to a more intimate uh, coaching connection where we would meet bi-weekly and work on helping you get to where you want to be. Hi, welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Harmony, and I am so excited about this conversation today. I'm here with, of course, the co-host. Russell K. I, uh, Harmony. <laughs> I just, I want to apologize to our listeners uh, today. Um, as you know, we're on our second long form Nixium documentary that we've been bidging. Oh, yes. And so we're, we're Nexium. just a Nexium, Nexium documentary, Nexium. Keith Ranieri. We're kind of a little bit in our heads about it. A lot of our questions are probably going to be in the context of you know, call the, you know, cult situations. We've been doing some kitchen sink deprogramming. Yes, yes. So apologies in advance. Kitchen sink therapy. therapy. Deprogramming. We've deprogramming. been kind of deprogramming ourselves, oh, yeah. but we have someone that we'd like to talk to about uh, deprogramming. <laughs> deprogramming. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, Madame yeah. Jean uh, Hulman. Uh, merci beaucoup. Or Jean Hallemann. Comme ça va? <laughs> How are you doing, Jean? You can talk to oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, you were, myself to like, laugh out loud. You were stifling giggles like, oh, man. I know. Here we go. Mm. I like my intro and I like hearing my name in French. Très bien. It's an honor to be with you both. You guys are fun. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Jean, <laughs> so what I have here written down, you can correct me if any of this is, is wrong, is uh, I have you here as a yoga educator, founder of yeah. Tantra Flow Yoga. You're based in Los mm -hmm. Angeles. You have a Master of Arts in Arts, Entertainment, and Media from Columbia College, where I also went to school um, in Chicago, Ooh. rather. Ah. I went to school in Chicago, just up the street. 
um, <laughs> from Columbia. Uh, you have a postgrad certificate in classical theater at the London Academy of Music and the Dramatic Arts. And this is um, amazing. Yeah. Um, it, that's all, that's all correct, I, I guess. Correct. I, correct. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Did you go to Roosevelt? Oh, no, I, I went to the Art Institute of Chicago. Oh, lovely. I uh, produced a big gala and ball at the Art Institute. Oh, you did. Ah, it wasn't did. like for George Magazine with um, JFK Jr., was it? It wasn't that one. No, no, it was uh, 1990. Um, I'd have to do around 95 or 94 yeah. uh, for yeah. Music of the Baroque. I was at oh. that time an associate d development uh, development associate for uh, that organization, and I, uh, my job was produce amongst many other things was producing a huge gala, and um, it was you know when you walk in and the, if anyone knows the Art Institute, um, there's a certain area where the Chagall uh, stained glass window is, and then yeah. it, back in the day in the 90s, I don't know if they've they've changed a lot of it now, but there was this walkway with all the armor armory from like mm -hmm. the medieval times and then yeah. we had others so we walked all the way through there into this huge amazing ballroom and, right uh, 300 and close to, i would think it was around 350 people and uh raised some money for the organization and I had a lovely time so i was a so, sophomore sorry, we in topic. college i was a sophomore okay. in college right. and what we would do because we didn't have the internet or television right it was the 90s, it was the 90s. and it so and we were dead poor and so we would cross <laughs> yes. the street from school and we would stand mm -hmm. by the lions and we'd watch famous people mm -hmm. come into different galas and it was like oh, oh look it's jewel or or oh look it's uh that guy from yellowstone kevin costner kevin costner or like and you just oh look it's j it's jfk jr it's john john and we yeah, get like so excited and we would just like stare at them. And like, that was what people <laughs> did before they had television. And in the it. internet. <laughs> and Chicago didn't have as many celebrities in this city yeah. during that time. Oh, yeah. and, and also because with social media and everything, people have access to everybody a little bit more. It's like right, yeah. Jennifer and Aniston and I are best buds because I follow her on Instagram right. sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> Uh, and she did take my class one, but um, wow! Oh, I mean Hollywood. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot. It was a long. It was in the nineties. Uh, yeah, but, amazing. Um, back then, we didn't have that many, so it was a bigger deal to see it. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. I, I get your excitement. Yeah. We saw George Clooney once on the on oh, Michigan yeah. Avenue, and uh, I remember like. I'm like I'm not tall, but I was I was towering over him. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I was towering <laughs> over him. He was like a tiny, tiny man, but you could see that he was just electric. He mm -hmm. glowed, and there was like mm -hmm. thirty men just standing around him, like just hanging on every word, and he was just like lit up. It was like, oh shit, <laughs> that's what yeah, a star a looks like. They, they do. I mean, certain stars, certainly like Tom Cruise, they have Shakti. Mm -hmm. And they have them that there's a, in the yoga world, we call it Shakti. And yeah. there's a magnetism that walks into the room 
before they even walk into the room. And it's, I would say part of it is, you know, because I studied to be an artist and I just did not succeed in cultivating the Shakti in that way for that field, uh, Mm -hmm. which is probably why I did not succeed and have a full career. Uh, But there, one really has to know themselves and have faith in their artistry because Mm. any form of art, you're going to have no told to you 99% of the time. And you're going to be told you suck. And you have to believe in yourself. You have to want to, uh, but you also have to believe in yourself. And I think, Mm. you know, for George, I can totally imagine that. I've never met him personally. Um, But for a lot of those, you know, people who are, and, you know, and then some, there's some film actors who are very introverted and they Mm. save it all for the camera, but it's Mm. a different form of Shakti, I'll say, you know, anyway, we digress, but. You know, well, no, this really gets to the okay. to the heart of of the beginning of our conversation is 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 you, mm-hmm. and I I imagine that you you were growing up in Phoenix, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and your parents, um, I think one of them was a was a doctor. My father. Mm-hmm. Your father's a doctor. So you, endocrinologist. So there was some means, and they could they could afford to to kind of yes. put you in school. And so when did you know that you were a theater and dance kid, a, a song and dance, <laughs> song and dance, song and dance man? When did you know? <laughs> I wasn't, woman. you know, uh, when I was a child, like six, yeah. seven years old, my mother said that I was dancing all the time. So she called the, you know, my parents were always like the highest, greatest education, partially right. because my mother did not get it. She grew up on a farm and they oh. couldn't afford it. And Mm -hmm. so the only thing, and her mother had to go back to work uh, in order to, for them to pay for my mother to go to nursing school was all Mm -hmm. that they could afford. My mother would have loved to go to college like other classmates, but Mm -hmm. on the farm, you know, in the depression and everything, you know, there's a whole other mindset and stories. And then my father uh, had had to borrow money to put himself through medical school. And he was also in the air force. He did so many things. He worked like five jobs. So they both were like, education is the most important. And then we want to expose you to life through some travel. So we'd take vacations. So we didn't have clever clothing. I still have uh, fashion anxiety because I went to the (laughs) Catholic schools where there was uniforms. I don't know how to dress very well to this day. (laughs) Um, but their priority was education and, you know, some travel. And, yeah. uh, so how did we get in here? So yeah, that was, when it came he to was dance. she I mean, must've put you in the dance classes with the best oh, teachers. Yeah. So uh, she called the, ba- <laughs> you know, that Russian ballet teacher in, uh, Ares Phoenix, which, you know, Phoenix didn't yeah. have access to a whole lot of art. Um, but the woman said, wait until she's six. And so mm-hmm. my mom had to endure me for two more years of just dancing. Right. And then um, uh, I started ballet when I was six and I was natural and I couldn't count the music. I couldn't. That was know, my one, problem two, three, too. Four, one, but when I, I in, in ballet like, in Chicago, I couldn't yeah, count the music. You, I couldn't do it. I did. I was like, I was like. There was something. Yeah, it's, it's, you can't, I don't know, you learn, but there was something in me that was like, I can't, I don't understand what you're doing, 
but it makes absolute sense to do this movement at this time based on what the music is doing. Right. And the teacher was like, she's a natural born dancer. And later I, you know, if you do believe in past lives, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you were like a prima ballerina in another lifetime. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So, mm -hmm. but when I was six, it was like, I want to act. I want to be an actress. Mm -hmm. But I Amazing. kept it inside because I was scared because my upbringing uh, was yeah. very sheltered. It was very Republican environment, very Goldwater. And mm -hmm. went to mostly Catholic school, public school only for two years. Uh, when I wasn't learning enough properly in Catholic school. So my mom wanted to try a different format. And, um, and I just, I didn't feel safe to speak, you know, to take a risk and fail. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a lot of, you know, there was a, a good upbringing, but every upbringing has its limitations as well. And one of the aspects that I carry a samskara that I think is from, many generations is shame mm -hmm. and also just fear and mm -hmm. just fear of what everybody will do. And it's, you know, Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. And I, I live with it. I'm constantly grappling with wanting to reach out and then there will be a piece of me that's like, no, don't. And mm -hmm. I have to work through it and, you know, therapy and other internal work helps, but I'd always wanted to be in, the answer is I always wanted to. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I I grew up being a ballerina too. <laughs> oh, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, mm -hmm. so we share that love of dance uh -huh. and also the scoliosis that came along with it as you well. Have it too? Yes, yes. Oh, we have to hang out. I know, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because my scoliosis was really. Um, really pronounced when I was a teenager and doing ballet. Uh -huh. um, they were thinking about putting a rod in your back. Yeah, right? because it was yeah, so I was just going to ask, did they do extreme, surgery with you? But they didn't. My mom was Why like, well, let's not? just see how it goes. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's quite extreme. And she was like, you know, and also I was, I think I was around 12 or 13 at the time. And he said, well, you know, she might still be growing and it's hard to, you know, like it might change or if it stays mm -hmm. the same, if it's not like causing, you know, pain or dysfunction, then you, you can live with it. And when I started doing yoga, it actually decreased quite a bit. Yeah. Even though it is structural, it's because the spine is twisted at the bottom, but Correct. the imbalance in the muscles, um, Excellent. became a little more balanced, even though it's still mm -hmm. there. Was that something that you experienced as well? Yeah, uh, yes, to a degree, <laughs> literally. Um, <laughs> you know, I realized that there's a pun in there for those who know. Um, there is a way that doctors could tell your growth, looking at the crest of the pelvis, something in the x-ray. And when they looked at me, they're like, it's probably too late to put a rod in her. She's almost oh done goodness. growing. And I right. was 15 and I was like, I'm done growing that I was pissed off. You know, yeah. I was like, I want to grow more. I want to get taller. Mm. And um, <laughs> so, and I was already having some pain and discomfort. Mm -hmm. And just at that point, you know, because it was middle high school and you were studying more, and I was a little bit more, and also hormones were changing and 
weight was moving around and I was uh, more sedentary and there, my pain was increasing. Right. Um, when, and it was only like a 20, it was, I have an S curve and it was like 20 degrees and maybe 11. Mm-hmm. So the upper thoracic to the right, 20 something degrees and the lower lumbar to the left around 11. And, um, but life, it, you know, yoga has helped significantly. If I hadn't practiced yoga yeah. or done it to the degree that I did, it would be worse. Right. I did spend years when I was teaching driving a lot Yeah. because I, you know, in Los Angeles. And then there were days when I would teach three public classes and two privates and you're all over. Mm-hmm. And it was like, how do we get my practice in? And I couldn't just jump into an Ashtanga practice. My body's not, I love Ashtanga, but to do it like 7 a.m. every day, my body's not designed that way. Yeah. I, you know. I agree. My body's not designed <laughs> that way either. And is the, the enormous number of things I had to do that to get myself ready for a 7 a.m. practice. Like it took like three hours yeah. to get ready for a 7 a.m. <laughs> to practice. warm up. Yes. Yeah. Because it's not like nothing is right about my spine that should at like, that time in the morning <laughs> nothing like it's like not at any time of day is it right you know so. <laughs> but yeah. yeah i would say that life my scoliosis has gotten worse i mean what now i learned has. from one doctor is mm-hmm. yeah and you know it was fine it was fine and then i think i had i was hanging out with the anusara kids for a long time learning a whole lot i was working specifically with desiree rumba and some with John Friend, and there's a lot of, oh, she's wonderful. And there's a lot of therapeutics in there. And I think I had a major disc out Uh and I was, but I still showed up to what they call the eye of the tiger, which is four days of intense. We're going to do every hard pose ever possible. Right. And for like a three hour practice for four days in a row. Mm -hmm. And I showed up and sustained because of the therapeutic information that she gave me. And she was constantly checking on me. God bless her. And I learned so much. But from there on, I started having limitations. And then, you know, I learned that every year that we're on the planet, the, in general, the curve increases one degree because of gravity Mm. and because of hormone changes monthly for women Mm. and then puberty, pregnancy, and then perimenopause, menopause Mm -hmm. increases. And then yeah. I had hip replacement surgery and I, that I think contributed yeah. because I was set. It just, I couldn't be even on my left, all these things. It's gotten worse. And, yeah. and so I do other things in addition to yoga because mm-hmm. I'm older and yoga police can write me a ticket. I get to do whatever <laughs> I want from now on. That's right. <laughs> you can. Mm. What other things do you, you do? Know? What other things do you find help? Because I mean, I think as we age, typically we do experience more back pain, whether you have scoliosis or not, Um, you know, just for various reasons. I mean, Russell has bone spurs that act up every once in a while. I have osteoarthritis. And osteoarthritis to the spine. And then also some some compression of the discs, you know, like you say, gravities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Some compression. (laughs) So so what kind of things have you found really, yeah, Mm -hmm. works for you to help relieve that? that pain in the spine you know um i in 2006 when i was like started teaching yoga teacher trainings and every single moment of my day 
and I was teach, I was working like, you know, I don't know the hours, but like seven in the morning to like 9 p.m. Yoga, 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 yoga. Whether I was preparing to teach a teacher train, the teacher training for that weekend or teaching or teaching my classes or grading homework or lesson planning, blah, blah, blah. It was yoga, yoga, yoga. I joined the YMCA. Yeah. And I needed to move my body in a way that wasn't yoga. And starting in 2006, I was like, we all of a sudden it helped. I do feel, I mean, I'm similar to you. I've been practicing for a long time. I started when I was 18. So 1985 and to Mm -hmm. do the same movements all, you know, for all these years, it's, you can almost become tight and limited in one direction Mm -hmm. and it's good for the neurological pathways as well to move your body in many directions and many different ways. So with COVID, when health clubs closed, I got a Peloton. And I started taking their exercise classes Yeah. and their exercise classes. Like, Oh my God, this is what I learned in PT from my hip replacement. (laughs) So our, our prima ballerina friend, uh, um, Shelly Washington, Washington, who was in, who was the prima ballerina in hair, for example, (laughs) there was no prima ballerina in hair. She wasn't hair. I know. I was just, she was the fucking (laughs) star of hair. Are you kidding me? She wasn't the star. She was was the only one I was watching. She was a dancer. I couldn't take my eyes off her. Um, (laughs) she, she's exactly, she has the Shakti. Shakti. She is like exclusively on the Peloton. She was in Martha Graham's dance company. She is on the Peloton all oh. day. Yeah. And Helps she also swims too because she has a lot of uh, osteoarthritis. Oh, yeah. yeah. She found that really helpful. Swimming is excellent also for the respiratory system and I mm-hmm. and for mm-hmm. the spine. I worked, I did work with Elise Miller a little bit whose specialty mm-hmm. is scoliosis. And yeah. she recommended swimming. And so when I was at the gym, I did do that. Um, yeah. But I love, especially since we're now teaching on camera and some classes, yeah. I mean, it was, we were, you know, all of my teachers and what I taught my students is don't ever do the yoga through the class. Mm-hmm. You're right. Not yeah. You're yeah. not seeing them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's exactly right. And online, you're working too hard. <laughs> Well, well, you're yeah, not with everything really online, doing it because I have, have to do you something. Sometimes certain classes you have to demonstrate the class. Yeah. And they learn that way. And especially yeah. if someone's t- taking the recording later and they're not in the class, they don't want my face in the screen talking about someone who's not there. Mm. Totally. So when yeah. I had to demonstrate so much and then I was mirroring, so I was doing it in different ways. Mm-hmm. I observed that it was hurting my body and oh, my yeah. body was in greater pain. Also, I was talking, so I was exhaling and yeah. then, because I'm not doing the yoga, there wasn't as much inhale. And for the mm-hmm. diaphragm to move down to lengthen the spine, that can only happen on inhalation. And if That's I'm right. exhaling and the diaphragm is up, my left waistline was just, it was like there's a gouge mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. constantly having pain. And I started just exploring different ways of moving and then um, also weaving in more nidra for mm-hmm. relaxing nice. the body. I love the yoga nidra. So, I think that's a like great that. way to teach is just to get all the students just to sleep. <laughs> yeah. I think it's wisely. Best. <laughs> <They're> wise. <laughs> wisely. 
I um there's so many different branches that we can go off to off onto it so many different times and I I just I'm just kind of weave in another one of these deprogramming questions um oh so I I met uh Desiree and John Friend in Taiwan Mm -hmm. in 2005 now I had been prejudged to be suspicious I had been, you know, programmed oh. myself to like walk mm-hmm. into that situation suspicious. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was mm-hmm. impressed. But, but by... also I think they were programmed to view you as suspicious as well. Well, because I was an Ashtangi. I was in that Why? camp. Oh. Because I was, oh, okay. I was obviously the Ashtanga uh, uh, authorized teacher in the room. And so, oh. but walking into that room, I was very impressed by Desiree. I saw her passion and interest in the student. Yes. Um, but a number of things happened where I looked at John Friend and, you know, whatever Richard Freeman had been telling me about John Friend, I saw. I saw all the stuff that he had been telling me and I saw it acting out mm-hmm. and I was, you know, programmed to see it. Yeah. But I thought that guy is super sus. I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure about what he's doing here, but it feels really sus. And I just wanted to. That's the how the kids say that's suspicious. That's how the kids yeah. say suspicious. Right. Yeah. And that's our, our, oh, really? our son. That's how our son says it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, wanted to, okay. I wanted to know mm-hmm. your impressions of them. I don't know if you feel comfortable. We can always just cut this yeah. out. But, you know, obviously John has had a giant meltdown, you know, and, and is trying to, re, you know, rebuild his life. I, did you have any, do you have any thoughts about that experience? Uh, what I will say, cause there's other teachers and a teacher that I worked with for a really long time who also had a falling from the pedestal. Uh, you know, no teacher, the mistake is when people put teachers on pedestals and the mm-hmm. bigger mistake is when teachers invite it and permit it. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And, uh, without naming names and everything. I think we can keep this in, but, um, you know, and also when I'd watch him and this isn't dissing him or anything, but it was like, what you, you're soaking in this adoration. It's filling a need. Yeah. And it made me sad that at that level, I'm wanting you to tend to your needs so that you can guide me to tend to mine. Mm -hmm. And, but, I mean, this is a huge conversation that a lot of my colleagues were dealing with, with our teacher. They were like, you know, whatever. And and it was like, at so, and so a lot of people like with John, they're like, what? nothing more with John. I learned mm-hmm. a lot from him and mm-hmm. I still have him on my website. Mm-hmm. As clearly, yes. he's one of my teachers. Desiree, yep. I still stay in touch with. She's my big sister. She never but she just she's designed differently she's Mm -hmm. more conscientious and about other people I mean I literally would go up to her like we connected because we were both from Phoenix Arizona oh yeah and we went to the other Catholic high school she went to the co-ed one yeah and I went to the all girls yeah Mm -hmm. and she's also just I mean without saying it she's a she was a few years older, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's not about the older. It was more, she was, you know, she was like, oh. yeah. Um, and 
So we connected and, and she used to dance at the Franciscan Center when we go to church. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh my God, that was you. Mm. Because we would go and it's more of the, uh, it's a friar's aspect of, I forget what the proper name is of Catholicism. It's much more the like monastic the priest, the brothers hang out and have beer with you afterwards. Yeah. Yes. Or something. Yeah. The Franciscans. Yes. So anyway, yeah. The ones who drink beer with you. Yeah. Um, Watch football. Anyway. Um, yeah. 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 I've watched a lot of football with Franciscan monks. Um, it's just but, a side note. But... Just a side game. <laughs> in, sure. in Brooklyn. I, I used to do that. Yeah. It, was fin- it was awesome. <laughs> Mm. It's spiritual, mm. but mm. I, you know, I think that I kept learning that any human being, we have to be able to hold them in our hand, mm. in one hand, and say that this person is awful, and they've done good things, right? <laughs> and they've got they've done mm. some crappy things, mm-hmm. and they've done some good things, and both exist at the same mm-hmm. time, yeah. and you can, and that, and. Before we could start to, I mean, with John, I appreciate what I learned and I, and then, you know, I'm, I watch with wonder how he's continuing on in his right. way. Right. Yeah. And it's like, well, God bless him. God bless him. Uh, right. Hurry up. And <laughs> bless and release. <laughs> but uh, it's, you know, and some people just want to cut it off and it's like, hey, gang we're practicing you've lost the yoga Mm -hmm. the yoga is you know we practice to become whole Mm -hmm. and if we're really becoming whole we are accepting our flaws Mm -hmm. and our negativity Mm -hmm. and until we can do that can we start to look and say oh you have flaws too Mm -hmm. can i accept you even though you were a jerk and you said these things or somebody stole money and it's you know um, mm-hmm. or, you know, and did many other awful things. Mm-hmm. And is there some good in that person too? And the answer, and, you know, with the, a lot of the scriptures, the Bhagavad Gita, a lot of the scriptures, Krishna keeps saying, see me in everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not just in the good people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the harder practice. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's amazing it's like, that you're... That's the tapas. The practice is no longer the chaturanga. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. no Sorry. longer the chaturanga. Just to say, that. that's amazing that you're saying that because we, I think even like at the heart of our of why we wanted to do the podcast three years ago and started is that we were struggling mm-hmm. to have this exact conversation in a nuanced way on in social media. Uh, we wanted to have mm-hmm. a longer form conversation about how do you hold someone who has done some bad things with the person who has done some good things in the, in the, in the same palm. And it's really hard to do if you can't have a nuanced 100, 100, 260 hour conversation. <laughs> it's, this is the tapas. This is the real yoga. Yeah. Because the I real, love that. The real yoga though is not the asana, but managing your mind. Mm-hmm. And how your mind wants to create labels. Yeah, and these but what were you going to say? These camps and categories, and I love that you kind mm-hmm. of bring this into sort of you know one person has the dark and the light, and we have to ex- accept at least accept the reality of that person is both dark and light. I mean, and this is everyone, not just <laughs> the one person in your hand, whoever Absolutely. that is, but right, but also mm-hmm. that connection that you made even to yourself, realizing that you are not fully light or fully dark, 
you know, fully good, fully bad, that there is this mix, that there is this blend, that there is this balance and, and that the Mm -hmm. yoga itself is, is inviting that shadow side of yourself to integrate and become whole and that cutting people off Mm -hmm. or cutting people out in a way is like also cutting aspects of yourself off or cutting aspects of yourself out. And I feel like that's like totally your thing being the creator of this, you know, Tantra yoga flow and this integration of Tantra Mm -hmm. into, um, into our psyche, into our lives. And this is something that, that Russell and I talk a lot Mm -hmm. about, about, the sacredness and the mundane and bringing, um, like you said, seeing the divinity in all beings, in all things, bringing in, joy in all practices. to the most banal experiences. Um, and I just love that you kind of already well, tied this little, you know, wove this little um, macrocosm, microcosm mirror in, in what you said there. And it, it sparked that image for me of, of this cutting off of ourselves yeah. rather than integrating when we do this mm-hmm. with people, with our world, with society, with all the things that are easy to try and, and cut out or cut off. I think the more we, I mean, like a few days ago, I had some crappy days yeah. and I was like, oh, I suck. I mean, my house was an absolute mess. I was doing everything wrong and I ate too much and I did all, you know, you know, didn't practice well. And, you know, it's like for someone to put me on, gee, geez, you know, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> um, but, and even me, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this podcast with Harmony. I suck. I'm a loser. I'm nothing. And it was like, and this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nothing stays the same. Yeah. Two days later, I mean, a few days ago, I was like, I'm not doing anything for Thanksgiving. I'm too tired. I feel like miserable, blah, 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 blah. I was in this weepy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Nothing was right. Everything was crappy uh, inside and outside. And and it was like this. And then a few days later, it's like, oh, my God, I think I want to see friends for Thanksgiving. Mm. I went. And it's like <laughs> they both exist and nothing stays the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the more th- and I knew it was like, Jean, whatever you did wrong about yesterday, if you stayed up till 2 a.m. watching TV. Yeah. When, you know, you're supposed to be a perfect person and get up at 7 a.m. and meditate or whatever, (laughs) and you ate too much and you whatever, then, you know, if you can forgive yourself, you can hold space for others. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's like, can I accept myself and love myself? (laughs) Even though... You know, a few days ago, it was a slob. Today, I look kind of okay. Yeah, you look like you have it all together today. (laughs) A few days. Today, right now, but give me a few hours. Yeah. I'm going to fix my shape. I mean, that's also really interesting. Those two opposite things, right? And and this idea of time, which I also love to talk about and think about because we see it as linear. Mm-hmm. You know? and so in one moment, we're not feeling great. And then in another moment, we're feeling amazing and on top of the world. But if you take out that linear aspect of time, they're both happening simultaneously. And so they actually are both true. true. Ooh, that's good. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think the more we can kind of do that, right? <laughs> right. That's the thing. And that's, I think, what we get from 
meditation. Yeah. And yeah. the more we can start to just pull back and go, wow. I mean, I've had meditations where I'm like, I'm a fucking bitch. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> you can but swear. Like, oh, I'm a bitch. Mm. <laughs> the floodgates okay, have opened yeah. now. So, and it's like, wow. And, and then it's, yeah. And, now, and then it's like, wow, I'm a loser. Yeah. And and then in other times, I'm, you know, then it's like, oh, my rock. I'm really, yeah. Oh, hello, ego. You too. You're still here. Mm. Like, yeah. But the more I can watch it, yeah. then it's like, oh, none of it I need to take too seriously. Yeah. And I think that really it's like when we're moving our body, we um, are involved in that. And there is an aspect of meditation mm -hmm. and witness and observation that happens with movement. Mm -hmm. But when we get still, well, let me say it this way. When we're moving the body, there are more neurological pathways active and coordinating the movement. Mm -hmm. When we get still, those pathways don't have anything to do. So now they get to drive it. <laughs> so now there will pull out all the stops. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of people don't want to sit to meditate because uh, it's like, you know, well, cooking's my meditation. Yoga is my meditation. Mm -hmm. And, and I'll, smile and love them because I was that too. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't sit still when I was, you know, in the early yeah. phases of it. But it's at some point it's like, no, I need to really start to meet mm -hmm. these demons. Yeah. What a, and also like And not necessarily conquer. Yeah, yeah. Not not mm -hmm. conquer, because I mean it's it's sort of just um be amused by them in a way. Because I love that too. When when you have those thoughts like I am this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that, and you know, all these judging thoughts, all these whatever, you know, I feel like it's so wonderful in a sense, because yeah, you are all those things, but you're also not all those things. Mm -hmm. And so then you get this beautiful blending of like the fullness and the emptiness, the infinite and the, the zero, right? And it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, you are all those things, but you're also not all those things. And if you're not all of those things, then what are you? Exactly. Right? Then who are you? Yeah, exactly. And it brings you straight to that, like, the heart of the question, like, who am I? Which is like, right? I mean, the essence of the yoga, to, right? To go there. Yeah. yeah. And to connect yeah. to that. And it's like you're divine. Yeah. Well, in the tantric world, we say that you're divinity. Yeah. You are divinity. Yeah. Uh, and I love the translation, Sally Kempton, yeah. when I, I met her through this. Oh, cool. I love Sally and Kempton. I met her I read, the year I that. I studied with her and I was like, oh, I love her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, she's so. She. A lot of the stuff that I was learning from Panit Rajmani Tikhanaya and even Rudd Stryker, mm -hmm. Sally was teaching, but in a different way. And I was like, oh, that's what they were Can doing. Can you say the first name again, just a little more, Pandit, a little more slowly? Pandit, Raj, yeah. <laughs> Pandit Rajmani Tikhanaya. That's, that's kind of your current... And we call him Panduji. Meditation Pandit. Uh, yeah. spiritual guide. Okay. He's like my spiritual teacher. Yeah. I mean, it's like when I'm... If I'm really stuck, I'll go to Pun. Mm -hmm. Nice. Because he doesn't look at me. He looks right through my yeah. soul. And he sees myself. Yeah. And, you know, he's a pundit. Pundit is someone who's intelligent. Mm. They have so much information. But he is, he's the spiritual leader of the Himalayan Institute. He inherited, he, Swami mm -hmm. Rama chose him. He is an advanced tantrika. And this is weird. And it's like, People are like, eh, what do you mean? And I had a hard time understanding it because when I was new to the whole thing in 2001, I went to India with him 
And it was a small group of people. And they're like, you don't understand who Panaji is. He has like the powers of Jesus mm. Christ. I was like, wow. <laughs> but there are books that explain these types of things that he has. Mm. And he's just, it's hard for the average yogi or person. And it's not a cult. Mm. But it is, the bottom line is, if I'm really stuck, uh, I will take myself to him and I don't have to be in his presence. Mm. I can call and he will, he, you know, guide me. And usually though, uh, we've been taught to call on a different level on a different <laughs> channel for meditation <laughs> or um, to call on the answers within <laughs> to that, that yeah, of who yeah. Am. <laughs> yeah. And Sam, Sally had, her, you know, Soham yeah. is the famous I am that. And Sally, first time I met her, and this was late 90s, like 99, when I was just starting to work, really work with Desiree. Um, she translated God dwells within me as me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, <laughs> not. No, God would not want to be inside me and be me. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a, that, and it was like, like that's no, a downgrade. Take that mm. I know. <laughs> what? I'm a mess and I'm insecure, you know, and it and, but, and Sally credits her teacher that it doesn't, she didn't make it up. Her teacher is the one who said it. And, um, and it was like, no, process that. And that's like years of process. And the point is in the tantric field, we see our body as the throne that the divine sits in. Mm -hmm. And that, and at some points you go to meditation, not just to quiet your mind, but to realize that your mind is, the divine is in your mind. And there are scriptures like the Shiva Sutras and the Vijnana Bhairava and everything that talks about how, Every thought is Shiva mm. or the divine. Mm. It's like, yeah, but not the negative thoughts. And they're like, no, yeah, those mm. two. Well, like, why would Shiva want those negative thoughts happening? But it's shocking. Mm. And if you can go into the energy of the thought and dispel it, then you can reform the energy into something very. And so it's like that. That's sort of what I geek on. Yeah, I love that. We just went off on a huge tangent. So sorry, but um, I have I have I have a really interesting question. Um, because you were raised Catholic in this Catholic family, going to Catholic school. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's quite Mm -hmm. a spiritual religious (laughs) jump revolution. Revolution, Mm. yeah, to be raised in this very traditional orthodox kind of system Mm -hmm. and then to go through Mm -hmm. all of this Mm -hmm. growth and transformation and end up i mean a tantrica yeah tantrica and embodying these these Mm -hmm. teachings um you know from india well well let's let's let's, yeah what what i what i really like to bring to the podcast (laughs) is a is a linear format of how someone got from A to B. Oh. So if we could like go, go, let's, let's say like um, the, what's it called? The American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco 
ACT. You, ACT. Yeah. <laughs> You've been working on this uh-huh. on this uh, craft, this art for uh, your whole life, basically. Right. And then right. what happens that you go from that to being a, a you know an eighty hour a week yoga teacher? What? <laughs> What happened? (laughs) (laughs) What happened? I had a life crisis. I've had two. And one was, I was in the throngs of anorexia. I was in Chicago. And I was in anorexia and narcissism. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, you know, with respect, there's some narcissism. You know, my father was an amazing doctor. And... um, but he was just not wired to consider people's feelings and like whatever, but he was brilliant. So there's some good things that happened with narcissism, Mm -hmm. put it in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, it's, it's a little bit narcissistic to not eat all day. There's a lot of energy in not eating (sighs) and like, how am I doing, et cetera. And, And then it's like, do you like me? Because if you don't like me, I'll get thinner. Right. And I thought I could control things that way. And I had this, I had a young, fleshy face. Mm -hmm. And on camera, I looked, I thought fat. And I thought no one will ever hire me. It's like, no, just get to be a better actor, Gene. No, I'll do it this way. I just won't Mm -hmm. do it. Anyway. um, So that and a relationship I was in, I thought I was going to marry the boy. And um, we had we were too young. We were young. I was in my mid to late, around 25, 26, 27. Mm-hmm. He was just a little bit older, but we, there's a lot of relationship training that one really needs to learn to be in a sustained relationship. And I did not come from education with love and respect to my parents. They did not respect each other, nor really like oh, each other. Oh my goodness. So I did not come from a happy re- marriage. Mm-hmm. And that, when a child comes from that environment, that already leads to a lot of issues. And um, so I didn't know how to behave, et cetera. So that relationship was falling apart, et cetera, et cetera. And I was, I met yoga in 1985 at ACT. And it was one of the movement modalities that they had us do. It was a very movement physical. It was interesting because then I went to London and learned more external approach. So I learned two to internal and external approaches to developing a character, mm-hmm. et cetera, which I'm so grateful for. And then, um, but I couldn't, I couldn't act. <laughs> I, this relationship was falling apart <sighs> and I was just sobbing and crying all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I don't know what to do. So I was going, I went to graduate school cause I thought, well, I'll just get smarter and I'll figure things out. But since then, I'd always take yoga. So I was in therapy. I was going to church because I was still a good church going Mm -hmm. girl weekly. And then I was going to yoga. And then when I was in graduate school, my free time to do homework, because I also was temping. And so I was working to put myself through graduate school. I had no time. It was like, I can't keep up with the therapy. It was also expensive. And um, with church and then yoga, it was like, there's no day to have off and so it was like things have to go yoga is going to be my church it's my therapy and i get to move my body it feels like the right Mm -hmm. thing it's efficient that way and i kept practicing 
It is, and it, and it can, it absolutely, if you find the right teachers, and also I think it's the timing within yourself and also your karma. And then later people started talking about reincarnation. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 we don't believe in mm. that. But then I started reading books. Yeah. I educated mm. myself. And the books shared that the Catholic religion knew about reincarnation. It was one of the popes who took it out of the whole yeah. colloquialism. Like in the 8th because a lot of people were yeah. saying. Or fourth century, something like that. Yes, because they were worried that people would sin and say, oh, I'll make up for it next right. time. <laughs> yeah. And so it was a control thing. And once I started to learn about some of this stuff, I was just like, all right, that's it. And I was in a phase, please don't ra- laugh, Russell. I was attracting Jewish men. I 100% no understand. No matter where I went. Absolutely. You were in Chicago though too, I would right? I into a room. No, but that, by uh, this point I was in okay. LA. <laughs> So I was yeah. still going to church when I came back. And even when I started teaching, I was still going to church a little bit. But I, and I was starting to educate myself more and more. And I would go into any room and the non-Jewish man would look at me. Six go, oh, radar and goes away. right and up. I was like, mm, that one. <laughs> the Jewish man just, and I would be like, I'm not Jewish. Oh, that's okay. We can make you Jewish. But <laughs> I would help them become more, I no, because one guy said that won't be good enough <laughs> because then he'll be worried that his children won't grow That's up right. and they'll not worry. They'll be wondering if they're Jewish yeah. because even if I converted, I'm not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And There's I was a, like, I just want my child to be healthy. That argument, that argument <laughs> exists like, between the reformed and the conservatives. You got to kind of go towards the reform side I know. And to get I that. Do. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I just decided I'm done with religion. Yeah. It's organized spirituality. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to what's underneath. Mm-hmm. And I'm connecting. And now some people would say, well, you're a Hindu. And it's like, you yeah, can't be that. Hinduism, for one thing, isn't organized <laughs> spirituality. It's a big mess. There's no pope. It's a big mess. It's, it's, it's just like organized. India. <laughs> it's not organized. <laughs> it's not organized at all. It's. They mean it's well. a, it's I, it's the uh, but, the uh, combination of like ten thousand different spiritual disciplines that are beneath the Indus River. It was <laughs> like that's Hinduism, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's all in the Saraswati, right. and you can't find yeah. it. <laughs> it <just> disappeared. <laughs> but uh, so I just decided no more control mm-hmm. because. You know, I was like, I'm not going to go from one religion that makes you feel guilty yeah. to another. Yeah. No offense. Yeah. And and then, uh, so I was just like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. I want mm-hmm. what's underneath it. And, uh, you know, if I, I'll be going to see my mom for the holidays, uh, I'll go to church if she wants. I, it's yeah. a lovely ritual. It's lovely what's done. But mm-hmm. now I look at what's underneath. And even the readings, it's like, what's mm-hmm. really being said? Because, uh, and that's how we, we look at scriptures. It's like, what's real? Mm-hmm. Let's chew this for a moment, if we're really going to apply mm-hmm. it to this day and time. So that I don't know. That, yeah, that yeah. answered you. I mean, we're sounds, trying to get to the bottom yeah. of, of how you how you made this choice, and 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 what drew you to it. And it and, sounds like it was like a a search for deeper meaning, like a search for for. Yeah. Maybe the yeah, yeah. 
truth. Yeah, truth and the, a the way out of that dualism of like right and wrong and good and bad and skinny, not skinny, nice. beautiful, not beautiful. <laughs> like, I mean, all the things, right? The things, that yeah. you're stuck in when you're dealing with that constant duality. And you, it, you experienced yourself. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you were able to kind of like find the secret path <laughs> out of it well, to the place where, you know, and I'm yeah. not doing it. Like it all, it all exists. Yeah. I, I realized it's, it's sort of, if I look back on certain things, it's like, mm-hmm. I didn't do it. I do believe that if we're sincere in our life, there, I do believe in joy tissue astrology. Mm-hmm. I see its value. And there is, there's a destiny if we just, if we don't try mm-hmm. to control everything. Like who would have known that I'm a yoga teacher? It would have, you know, my parents were like, what? And um, when I, you know, it's like if I were to meet myself when I was in my 20s and 30s and I was, I was a really hip, sophisticated uh, mm. career women in the arts and I wore yeah. a great outfit yeah. and I look good. And it was like to say, you know what? You're going to be struggling as a yoga teacher. I was like, oh, I'm not going to call restaurants. Right. I'm not, you know, um, and it's like, but I, it's, I'm not doing it, mm-hmm. but I'm listening. And the voice, it's like, and nature orchestrates. I'm not mm-hmm. also passive. So it's that fine line between, well, you know, let God mm-hmm. bring the thing to me and let me mm-hmm. make everything happen. You know, it's like in the new year, people are like, make your resolutions, do your vision board. And I'm like, I'm going to improve mm-hmm. my listening skills. That's my thing. And the more I can improve the listening, try. I will never say I have it down, but the more I can try, uh, you know, then you know, it's even like last night I was at the grocery store and I forgot my list. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So damn. You gotta put that on your phone, Gene. <laughs> and so and I was like, all right, God. I don't much <laughs> technology. Pen and paper, please. Pen and so I was like, God, you tell me, what do I need? And it was amazing. It was like all of a sudden my eyes, because again, it's like the it's like show me what I need to see. And my eyes and I was like, Thank you, you're right. I need this. And everything yeah. just Flow. I love it. I, I, was like, I think you. one Listen. of the anxieties that I that I'm currently having the most is is <laughs> um is this thing where you know, young young women or let's just say young um, aspiring artists like ourselves um, who are vulnerable and damaged and seekers and extremely um uh uh. uh um, the, the word I want to use is, is sincere, um, are looking for, um, you know, freedom. They're looking, we're looking for, uh, a purity in our art practice, but also like not being bound by institutional mm-hmm. in, institutions, institutionalizing our mystic experiences. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we then are so vulnerable to predatory, uh, spiritual uh, gurus, and I'm, and it's like such a concern because I think of someone like um, like Allison Mack and Nixium, yeah. and I feel like the three of us are 
she was the she was the one that uh, did the most time after Keith Raniere was arrested for running the Nixium cult, where basically their mo was to take young uh, starlets, suck them into this um, executive mm-hmm. coaching program, mm-hmm. ESP, executive success program. Mm-hmm. And then, mm. you know, they became sex slaves and they were branded. Mm. So like Allison Mack of Smallville is now in prison wow. for encouraging okay. other women per- to become sex slaves. Perpetuating okay. I didn't this. know that. So I look at her and I wow. see myself and I see other, and I, and I see even, mm-hmm. you know, I see how anyone in this room could like easily get sucked into an, another kind of predatory relationship with a, mm-hmm. a spiritual guide like uh, John Friend. A lot of our listeners are thinking, well, does he mean Patabi Joyce as well? And maybe there's an element there where certainly some women felt victimized um, or were victimized, excuse me. Um, yes. And they then were. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, it's just how do we protect ourselves? And, and you mentioned, for example, Pandaji, you know, someone saying, well, he has the powers of Jesus Christ. And it's like, mm-hmm. I've never heard his name before. And like, my. Uh, you know, a red flag came oh. up for me. And so <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. how, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not how sure. How do you know know a, that your teacher isn't a, a, a predator? predator? Or how do you, how can you tell if something's if, a, right? a cult or not? We're or? redesigning society and we're redesigning our relationship yeah. to ourself here. And it's, it's all modernism. It, it, it feels like... Um, we're, do you feel like we're ever, what is my question? Like, I don't know. Are we the, safe? Are we safe? <laughs> How do we stay do safe? It? <laughs> <laughs> don't, go don't do anything. No, but that's not safe. That's not it's safe. true. Don't, then you have don't to go to the grocery store. <laughs> so <laughs> don't go to the grocery store, but then you don't have food. Um, what if we are mm-hmm. taking advantage of and mm-hmm. we move through it? Yeah. What if that's the answer? Instead of, I don't want this to happen. It's like, I don't want to follow mm-hmm. love because it will hurt. What if I don't want to have another pet because the pain of a pet mm-hmm. dying is too much? Uh, you know, I don't want to, you yeah. know, et cetera. You get my point. I don't want to have a child because the pain well, of the child dying what is if, too much. Or Hopefully right? you die before the child. Well, that is not guaranteed. Exactly. <laughs> I know, but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Desiree went through that. Her uh, child died before her. It was the most yeah. tragic thing in the whole yeah, world. Yeah, it is. And to watch her and how she has climbed, I won't say out mm-hmm. of it, but mm-hmm. through it. Um, and one would never want that experience, but just to use that, it had, she has taken one of the worst things that could ever happen to somebody. And she has turned it into such an asset that she now shines and can help others that she would not have. And it's not to say, well, it's good that that thing happened to her no to her son mm. not at all i'm not saying that but we're so afraid so thing one it's like we have to be 
can you start to try and see, we have to work on our own discernment to look, power is attractive and it is so, what is the word? Um, mm -hmm. Addictive. That someone cannot even realize that they're in the throngs mm -hmm. of the addiction of power. And then the people giving the energy to feed into that are not aware. So when we, I mean, like there are times when I pause, I'm not in Panduji's face all the time mm -hmm. saying, Panduji, what do I do? And the, you know, and even with, you know, the teacher that I worked with for so long, I wasn't with him all the time, but there was a time when I honored him a lot. And I felt, I could feel my mm -hmm. power being given and feeling good only if I was reflected positively mm -hmm. in his eyes. And fortunately, because of geography and because of schedule and everything, I wasn't able to see him as often. And there were times when I was like, oh, no, I don't want that. So this, I think we need mm -hmm. space. And then we can start to regulate, does this feel right? And then what does it feel like when I am with them? And then worst case scenario, we slide into it then mm -hmm. it's getting out of it and using our wisdom and our intelligence that we may have gained through the journey. There are a lot of people who were pissed off at my recent teacher. And it was like, guys, you didn't waste your time. You have all this mm -hmm. knowledge now use it. Yeah. Those are the thought bubbles that are percolating for us in our kitchen just last night. Good yeah. God. Did we, did we waste 15 years? Mm -hmm. You know? And so what do we do with these thoughts? Well, I think she just answered that. She said it's 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 never a waste. I mean, it's about taking what you've learned, whether that's from the person yeah. or through the experience and and moving forward with that mm -hmm. and growing from that and, you know, doing better, being better, whatever, you know, however you want to frame that. You have to take yeah. it as some kind of learning and growth and you know, like everything, right? All all the things, the failures, the bad things, the good things, it's all part of our path is, right. is kind of what you're saying. And when we're 80, you know, let's, every once in a while, do you ever talk to who you will be <laughs> when you're 80? <sighs> and when we're 80, we're going to look back at these moments and go, will you chill out? It's going to get better. <laughs> totally. yeah. So I wouldn't spend so much yeah. energy on this one. Yeah. And so it's more like just, I mean, it's like if I were to look back when I was 35, <laughs> which was a while ago, I'm thinking, did I waste my life? And like, oh, me, don't spend your energy right. worrying about that. Just keep yeah. living. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like when people say your life, it, some say when you get near your death or at your death, your mm -hmm. life passes before your eyes. And I started wondering, well, what pieces are going to pass? I don't know. Yeah, that's super that's interesting. And I was like, I wonder which ones yeah. are going to pass. I guess it's like, I, I don't know. No, I, no, I, I like it's it. amazing. I, I like it a lot. I think it's, it, it's, it makes me think about, you know, what is actually, what is actually this thing that's being lost? And I feel like it's, it's, it's really um, in the wrong space if you if you can talk about right and wrong but like the waste is this feeling like well mm -hmm. i identified with the wrong person 
and now I'm I'm my consciousness and my self identity is fracturing because of my attachment to status of being with this person. But the whole idea was about insight to thought bubbles and emotion bubbles in the first place. So who cares? And I'll I'll just want to even offer this suggested edit to the, how you stated something earlier, identified with the wrong person. What if we just said the person no longer serves you mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that it's no longer necessary. And we, you know, it, like, a, you know, with John, bless him, friend, and even with COVID, and there were a lot of people going off into... QAnon, yogis going right. into QAnon yep. and all kinds yeah, of that's a whole, the, that's a like, whole subset of, of real ever, people. Yeah, okay. yeah, a busload <laughs> of not, them. We're not going into that whole slippery slope, <laughs> but my point is a lot of people come to yoga, and since we are in the yoga world, and you're asking about, you know, yeah. this, a lot of people come where they're not wanting to look at like you said earlier harmony not wanting to do their shadow work Mm. so they go when they want the teacher to fix it Mm -hmm. and i think when we watched what happened with john and everybody crumbled Mm. and that they they were literally some people were literally falling apart because they gave him so much power and he never questioned but then they never questioned and did they just thought if i keep working i'm going to get all these poses and i'll someday get a career like you right. John. Yeah. 100% and it's like actually no yeah. Yeah. you know and it's like the poses can actually make you more crazy <laughs> um and so yeah. absolutely yeah so it's it's more about if something falls, that's the gift where nature is like, okay, now it's your time. Do your inner work. If you have, and it's like, maybe you were doing some of it, but now you just got a huge leap and huge chunk dumped in your lap. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Instead, people will just get angry and put the blame on the person. And that's why I'm like, you know, whatever happens, teachers are going to fall and slip Mm -hmm. and i'm trying to be very careful but someday if i do god forbid i can't you know it's like um if god forbid if i do you know it's up it's the student now us as students Mm -hmm. let's do from all the knowledge that we've gained and our internal knowledge, let's look in and do this self-inquiry and say, wow, yeah, that's where I gave the power. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting angry because they took the power, and don't get angry at yourself. That's the thing. A lot of my colleagues, they're angry at themselves. Right. And it's like, you're not going to heal. <laughs> Be kind. You gave the power. So now let's look at why. And it's like, it's hard, but how do you not give power? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in any teaching situation, there's a power relationship. Mm-hmm. 100%. So now it's like, and it's anytime we are, I'm still single. Anytime I'm in a relationship and then it falls apart, it's like, I don't want to do that again. I'm going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you're going to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Can you start to make friends with your heart cracking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you make friends with your ego falling apart? That's the sadhana. And it's, and it's like, yes, but then it's like, yeah, that's the real 
work, I guess, is what I would say. And some of it's going to be karma and dharma and, and not to uh, step away from the responsibility, but to not be afraid mm -hmm. wow. of what unfolds because you're not going to lose yourself. I mean, there is such a responsibility, I think, as as a teacher um, that you do have this Shakti and you do have this charisma. I mean, and as much as you feel like when you were younger as an actress, you didn't have that Shakti oh, or I that do. charisma in that that area. You definitely do mm. in the field that you're in, whether it's oh, it's experience or, you know, age or your path your dharma it's it's very much present you know all of those things came together and caffeine, and caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> but Strong but it it's you know i think as someone who's aware of that power you can you can be in relationships with students and keep giving them back their the power that they give you over like, what should I do with my life? <laughs> right. All those big questions. <laughs> yes. You can say, what, what do you want to do with your life? Right. You can give it back to them or you can take it and keep it. Yeah. And I think that's right. Because it's, a yeah, I think that's the, to me, the real difference between like a teacher who, who has that awareness and that, um, awareness of even their own shadow side maybe you do have to have that awareness of your shadow side right of like oh i really like this feeling and some yes. people tend to like it more than others too mm -hmm. right um <laughs> and so but to it yeah. is your responsibility to take yourself off that pedestal mm -hmm. as much as you can right it's um yeah it's and it's like how and it's uh I had learned the hard way when someone falls in love with you, you, you know, mm -hmm. student falling in love with yoga teacher really quickly, like after one class, Oh my God, you're the greatest thing in the world. I smile and go, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh my God, I'm going to see you all the time. I'm like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know, I'll see them two or three times and they're gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyone, because anyone who falls in love with us as our te as yeah. a teacher quickly, will quickly, the moment I say something that's not mm -hmm. what they want, or I teach a pose, or the way I teach it, or God knows what, they're out. Yeah. And so I don't, and then the other thing that I'll just add is, I'm really, I try to be very careful with my energy when I'm teaching. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like I said, I, I live alone, I'm single, I get I'm a human being. I have moments when I'm really sad, really lonely. Mm -hmm. And and also there were phases when my heart was broken and I'm dealing with a breakup and it was not in two weeks. Sometimes it took a whole year to deal with a breakup. So I was like in a thing for a year. Um, I don't touch people a lot when I'm wow. that way. And I had an apprentice who was with me, uh, an apprentice who worked with me and she would come I, you know, this is when I was working with Yoga Works and I was a mentor and I'd have these apprentices and they'd assist the class and then they'd give us a, adjustments. Mm -hmm. And I, when I saw that she was coming, even though she didn't need to come, she needed to touch people and connect with people. I said, mm -mm, mm. out, no, mm -hmm. you're taking the class or you're watching. Do not touch a single soul. She's like, why? I was like, because you're needing it. Yeah. And your need is going to bleed from your vibration into them. And now they have to take care of you. Mm -hmm. 
And that is not what this is for. Mm. And so when I am in a place of need, Mm -hmm. and I'm a human, and I will have those moments, Mm. my class will sometimes be more clinical. It'll still be fun. Sometimes it's like, whoa, what's up, jeans? What's going on with jeans today? (laughs) Um, But I don't touch students a lot. Mm. And, uh, and some, if it's, if I'm in a, I mean, my father passed away in 2018. I was in such grief for about a year and I just had, I couldn't teach deep, juicy tantric practices. I was on the surface speaking, just talking, taking people through because I couldn't. And so, but we went outside. I think the thing is, we have to be very clean with our energy. And when I go into a room, I'm sterile. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if there's a, you know, I'm a heterosexual. If there was a good looking guy, I'm like, ooh, no, no, I'm sterile or I won't adjust mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Uh, or I adjust him complete clinically or I don't even deal with mm-hmm. it. And I'm just, these are bodies. Souls are living in these bodies. It's not the personality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went through a phase where I didn't want to know someone's name. I didn't want to know what they did for work and everything. I didn't want to get to know them because I was busy tending to the soul energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think that is how we can, but it's, yeah. Yeah. I'm really feeling that um, because as here you are at 59 with an enormous, uh, you know, well Mm -hmm. well of wisdom to this. And when I was starting out as a teacher, like mid twenties, and without, with, you know, I I was I was really struggling. I was for one, I was in a relationship where I was in a place in my life where I was dissatisfied with just about everything all the time, and I and it was hard for mm-hmm. me to mm-hmm. uh, feel grateful and appreciative, and so I was mostly just angry. And then I'm walking into a, mm-hmm. a class chock a block with um, uh, invitations to sexual energy. And I'm inviting yeah. it because I am so dissatisfied personally at home. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. um, I was in way over my head because it was a lot of, it was a lot mm-hmm. of um, yeah. uh, glowing, delightful, you know, eye, eye contact. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> It was, I, and you were and young. I was young, and I was like, "This is you're in your This 20s. is so. This is this is going to be, this is going to be amazing." <laughs> um, and then yeah. so like a lot of yoga teachers, right? Do that. And it's just like it's ha- it's so difficult to mm-hmm. restrain yourself, and especially as a as a as mm-hmm. a male, it's like being a it's like being a musician. Mm-hmm. You're designed, and it's just like you know, mm-hmm. if you're in if you're in. Um, uh van halen as a band it's just really what do you how do you maintain your integrity when you're in van halen yeah no i get what are they gonna do sip tea at the party whenever yeah and it's like you know one you know like one woman after another is trying to sit on your lap and it's just like what like this is hard work to maintain the sterile environment and it's like it's I would mm-hmm. I'd almost counter recommend teaching yoga <laughs> if you're mm. on a spiritual path. <laughs> if you're on a spiritual path, like like Suda, for example, who, who we both worked with in Chicago, oh, you did. You know, became you didn't know became that. a renunciate. No, 
right? He's, yeah, I worked with him for years. He's a renunciate. And like, that's such. I wonder if we practiced it. Yeah. Uh, so 93 to 97. And then, yeah, I. I We practiced in the same room. Holy shit. We practiced. 93 to 95. So he was coming to my, to my university and practicing twice a week. And then I was going to the NU Yoga Center and I was practicing three times a week. So we practiced yes. in the same room. <laughs> wow. I love it. So yeah, I didn't know you worked with Suda. Yeah. I love. I love Suda. I, I really appreciate and that. His time energy is so clean. Oh, great. So perfect. Very. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Had I stayed and didn't get the job that took me here, I would have done his thing. Sure. For Russell, you know, you were in your twenties. Yeah. And I always think it's dangerous for someone to be a yoga teacher in their twenties because <laughs> they're still figuring themselves out. Yeah. And I mean, in some ways, it's like, oh my god. When you said you were in your 20s, I'm like, oh, my God, I, I, you know, did so many crazy things in my 20s. But, you know, the, the studies have found the brain isn't fully developed until 26. Mm-hmm. And so to ask a 20-year-old to step into the huge response, I mean, people don't realize what it all is entailed as a yoga teacher. They're like, ah, you just, you know, and you wear leotards and you have a nice little life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it, you know, maybe, but that's not a real yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a lot. So I would agree with you for 20-year-old, any part of the 20s, especially for a man, because the way men are designed is just differently. Hormones, especially at that age, it's like you're going to want to sleep with everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, mm-hmm. how I mean, it was like a cat's going to want to chase a mouse. What are you going to do? Yell at the cat? Mm-hmm. And, and the same, well, for women, it's still the same. The hormones are still very strong mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, wanting to connect with people. And there's, I mean, that's the time to do it yeah. completely. And not to say that it never is done later, yeah. but it's like, there's certain times for things. And otherwise it's someone has to, I mean, I was, remember, I was a weird little Catholic who at one point thought, oh, I'll be a saint when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like, no, I won't do that. And then it was like, oh, I'll be a nun. It was like, no, I want to have sex. But I was already wired to be a little bit more Puritan yeah. and just nerdy yeah. than the average person, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. But I also didn't step into teaching until my late 30s. Mm-hmm. I was practicing, but I was still dating and fooling around mm-hmm. and having fun. Mm-hmm. And doing all those things in my 20s and early 30s mm-hmm. and learning. So, so I don't know. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I, I think that's where we landed yeah. is that it's just counter recommended for 20 year olds <laughs> to teach yoga, especially men. Um, so I think we're going to. Anyone who's listening, yeah. if you're a teacher, give it up. Yeah. Just like, wait, just no, wait a bit. No, it's just. Go let to, it, let go, it. Go to law school. Just, <laughs> let it sink in a little bit. Um, but there are a lot of fifty-year-old. Yeah. There are a lot of fifty-year-old men who still think they're twenty, though. That's true. Yep. Mm. <laughs> yep. And there are teachers who lose it in their fifties, yeah, and or eighties. Some of it, it's a, <laughs> shit. Not funny, so harm. Not funny. You know, the thing is, well, it's just it, you know it's true, mm-hmm. and so it's we're asking humans to behave uh we're asking and it's how do i say maybe in a superhuman way asking a lot 
of a human yeah, being. And it's like we're asking humans to behave in a superhuman way mm-hmm. without honoring their own humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're not honoring ours, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the more we can look at, and it's like, you know, people are like, I can't believe that. And it's like, but look at yourself. I mean, it's like when I'm dealing with the crap that I did, what I would judge about myself staying up too late, eating too much, <laughs> having some wine and feeling like crap the next day. And yeah. all of it was, I was just depleted. I've been teaching way too much. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it was my way of tending to the teenager yeah. that needed to be tended to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it's like, well, I have this in me. And what would people judge about me if they knew? And it's like, tend to your street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Observe everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, say prayers. Help those who've been harmed. And then go back to cleaning your own street. Yeah. Mm. Totally. Nice. I love that. I don't know. So with your Puritan streak, your Puritan <laughs> Catholic streak, and uh, I love this. This Ashtanga yoga connection through Suda. What do you think yeah. was it that took you in and then out of the Ashtanga yoga practice? I'm I'm just curious um, what you think. I loved Ashtanga and Richard Freeman and I would put his tape in. And yeah. I remember one guy I was dating. He showed up at the door and I didn't want to go out with him. I wanted to finish the primary. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm so angry. Upset. Yeah, because it does like um, feed into I that couldn't. whole uh, obsessive compulsive perfectionist kind of like structure that really was. Yeah. And, and as a dancer and all those things, it really, I mean, you fit the profile. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my bot, um, so in LA, uh, the two places where Stronger was happening that you'd go were at like 7 a.m. And it was Chuck Miller running uh, over Yoga Works and the Montana studio. And then Noah Williams, who was running it in Silver Lake. And this is even before that. I think he was at Center for Yoga before we were bought by Yoga Works. And now we're no longer. Um, And I I was teaching 20 classes a week. Wow. I would, you know, and I had an 8 p.m. class getting home at 9.30, eating dinner at 10. Right. And I needed to pay my bills. And I would take 7 a.m. privates. Right. I had bills to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did not do that thing that Mati really encouraged with everybody because I didn't study with her directly right away. Um, she was not my first teacher training. But she really groomed with her kids. Your practice is the most important and get your job to work around your practice. But I was like, people need to practice. They need yoga teachers at 7 a.m. I need a job. I'm going to say yes. And also, I just can't practice at 7 Mm a.m. I have a lot of arthritis. It's up and down my spine as well as you, Russell. Mm -hmm. And um, even back then. And so I would always do the Richard Freeman video, and I couldn't go to the classes. And then I would always study and I was studying, taking Iyengar workshops mm-hmm. on Yusara. I was taking everything from everybody because I was hungry. Yeah. I needed to know as much as possible. Gary Craftsell, everybody mm-hmm. that was either hosted at Center for Yoga or Yoga Works mm-hmm. and then at Yoga House. Yeah. And that 
I guess, prevented me from being a rigid astronomer. Also, I remember, you know, sweet, lovely Noah. He was like, you have to do it every day. I was like, I can't do what I just did. Every day. Every single day. (laughs) I need a day off. I need to do something different. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, you got it. And and no, in his sweet way, he was like, and I love him and how he talks. He's like, well, yeah, that's what you got to do. And I was like, (laughs) so there would be judgment from my Ashtanga brothers and sisters that I wasn't working hard. Mm -hmm. And then there would be judgment from my para yoga brothers and sisters that I wasn't working hard enough on their form because I was too busy doing Ashtanga. And it's like, I never fit with anybody. And then, you know, the Iyengar kids is like, well, you're a mess. And <laughs> I just, yeah, I never fit. And I was like, I just believed in, you know, you don't eat, I don't eat Chinese food every day. Right. <laughs> and even if you're in China, you mix the food up. You don't eat the same thing every day. Yeah, you do get sick of all that rice after it's, a while. That's what you get noodles for. <laughs> so but but it works for some people and i don't know and i'm 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 sad in some ways because then i'd go back and i'd be like i used to you know and Mm -hmm. it's like my instinct i feel like i did it in another lifetime yeah and so it's and then it's my spine my back just the way it is Mm -hmm. it would not let me progress and so at some point i had to come to the conclusion i'm not going to be the athletic yogi Mm -hmm. who's showing all the poses Mm -hmm. it's not my destiny my body at times is like no you're not you can't yeah so it's like well i'm gonna teach i'm gonna learn about meditation pranayama all the other things because at some point people can't do all the poses then what yeah yeah are they gonna just give up yoga so i'll be there for that yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what i sort of chose yeah it's beautiful I, I mean, I love it. I was, I was just, yeah. I think it's an important story to share too, because um, sometimes, you know, we do feel like, oh, I have to, you know, just do this one thing or, you know, it's really important to mm-hmm. pick this path. And if I'm not doing it, then I'm not doing yoga correctly, you know, and, right. and it can get as narrow as you oh, want, right? Like if I'm not doing all of primary series or if I'm not doing all of the postures I know, or, you know, I mean, well, I think it comes down sometimes to abundance and, and geography. You know, mm-hmm. L.A. is the heart of, of mm. yoga in North America and Europe. Like that's where all of it's being done. And so you really was, have a smorgasbord yeah. right, of many right. different things yeah. that you can critically analyze and say, how do I like this happening on me? Yeah. And a lot of the top teachers. Too. Right. They're all there. Whereas oh, if we had everybody, if you grow up in Gokulam, mm-hmm. And, you know, you're the grandson of a, of a yoga teacher. That's basically all you get. Yeah. You get a Shanga yoga, yoga and you're not, you don't get anything else. You don't get the, the buffet. You don't get the buffet. You get, <laughs> you there's get one, there's one item on the menu. That's what you get. Sambar, rice and sambar. Yeah. <laughs> and I think maybe, I think that's interesting. And both work. Yeah, they do. They're both fine. And I think that's kind of the world that we're living in yeah. right now is mm-hmm. with an abundance of technology, mm-hmm. everyone has a smorgasbord on their phone that they can pick and choose from and make decisions about what works best for them, which mm-hmm. is actually quite empowering yeah. and means that Orthodox teachers like Harmony and I are out of a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not thoroughly. <laughs> What one of the things I liked was I have such a I have studied closely with a lot of different styles. I'm not yeah. just like 
I dipped my foot in and then I was out. No, I was like years, years with many different styles. So when I have a student come in and it's clear that they're an Ashtangi and they're doing their trikonasana in a certain way, Mm. I'm like, I I can talk to them. (laughs) And if I see that, you know, it's some Ashtangis, not all, but some, especially young ones, they whip through the vinyasa and the shoulders are in and everything. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, Okay, but I know how to talk to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can speak in a language mm. that says, okay, can you now, you know, whatever, can you hold your plank? Can you hold your chaturanga? Can you do this with your arms? Mm. And I'll offer something and it's like, consider this information. Mm-hmm. I just graduate. I go to their ego. I graduated you. This is going to help you keep that practice mm-hmm. until you're 60. Mm-hmm. Because... Otherwise, it's the practice, you're going to practice it out of your system. And if I have a hardcore Iyengar kid Mm -hmm. in the class, then I'm going to, you know, know how to work with them. I'm not going to touch their alignment. Mm -hmm. How dare I? (laughs) But I might say, how about doing some breathing? (laughs) Can you do Ujjayi while you're doing the asana? It doesn't have to be separate. Just see how it goes. Right. Right. And so I can... I like, it's like learning different languages. When yeah. I travel, I now know different cultures. So I know how to talk to the culture. So mm. I like that skill. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. The, and sometimes it's like, all right, you're doing your trikonasana. You're doing your thing your way. You're in Ashtangi. You're here <laughs> because it's the time slot. You couldn't get to your practice. I'll never see you again. Hurry on. I bless you. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> And it doesn't bother me. If yeah. I wasn't educated, yeah. then it would bother me. I'd need to fix it or I'd right. something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if you were so, so dogmatic like about a certain way, then you would feel like it. there's only one way to do things. But with your background and experience, you understand that, oh, there's many ways to do trikonasana and it doesn't have to look exactly this one way. You can all, you can hold yeah. it in your palm, all these but different But I have a feeling points. you guys know that too. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I, I want to practice with you guys. It's a, it's really, I want to do practice with you. It's really fun. And I've, I, we'll I'm speaking with, with you, you and chatting with you and I feel like <laughs> There's so many different branches that we could veer off on, and it's it's awesome. But we will, we have to talk about one more thing before the I, end. I'm leading to Are a you? question okay. to yeah, lead there's... to the end. And the question that I have is is I would I'm really curious. Walking into your classroom, I'm a 47 year old middle aged mm-hmm. um, male, rapidly degenerating, and I so I I'm an Orthodox Ashtangi. I walk into your class. Can how what is my experience going to be walking into a tantra flow yoga? What's going to happen when I go in there? Uh, last night I had somebody from Bikram mm-hmm. in my class. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and again, I knew a little bit of Bikram. Um, <laughs> so I borrow from, I studied a few years with Shivananda tradition. Mm-hmm. And so I borrow from that and I start out with a little bit of pranayama, which, you know, our younger brothers and sisters and stronger brothers and sisters would say the horror. <laughs> um, they should be separate. But in Tantra, I have teach classes where the pranayama is happening in the asana. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it Tantra. Yeah. And because we're working with Shakti. Mm-hmm. So we usually start out with pranayama and it's not just ah, pranayama. <laughs> it's I specifically choose... 
a pranayama <laughs> um, that is working with what I'm where I'm taking people mm-hmm. in the asana practice. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, I work, I, 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 in general, I work with energy. Now, when I teach in public, if you were to come to a public class, yeah. I'm very tame. But my online classes, I go for it. And because, you know, my online offering, it's not a huge mega bucks moneymaker. My attendance is smaller, but it's a higher, it's a different, it's a quality of student who's ready for more than just the asana. Okay. For the public classes, half of the people in the class, they just need their exercise. And I don't, you know, it's like, that's how I got into yoga. I don't want to take that away. I play music for them. Mm. And some of my other colleagues are like, Sahara. And I'm like, you got to meet people where they are. Exactly. You know, and it's like, come on, be nice. And then I'll turn it off halfway. People don't even notice, yeah. but at least let me meet them. Um, but in my online classes, then we go for it. I weave in tantric pr- uh, poses. It's interesting. Sometimes the public classes also have interesting sequencing. It's not your linear sequencing. Mm -hmm. And bottom line, I'm meeting you at one energy and I'm taking you somewhere else, Mm -hmm. even if it's a public. And sometimes if it's a public, I want you to learn certain things because in the next month I want to teach shoulder stand. Mm -hmm. So I'm building up to being able to teach shoulder stand. Yeah. Okay. Uh, But, you know. It's still, there's still something, I have an intention and the energy isn't always higher. It's in the, it's autumn right now. We're entering close to winter. Vata season is high. I need to start lowering people Mm -hmm. and getting grounded uh, to manage. I mean, we're entering Thanksgiving. So this week I'll be definitely working the belly center with fire. Maybe it'll be third chakra samana vayu maybe it'll just be processing digesting your life mm. and your family and your food and everything <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course to make room for more pie because mm. we're gonna be eating so make friends with it mm. so you know so i have so it'll be think it's like i'm not always i don't and so kids when they stay take a training they'll be like what was your peak pose and it's like there wasn't one was there but interesting how there were a lot of forward folds throughout yeah Yeah, yeah. everywhere yeah different ways shapes and forms can you do that can you do a whole class of forward folds yeah depending on how you do it Mm -hmm. and what is your intention and what do i what is the how do you feel after and is when can that be beneficiary Mm -hmm. Can you do all class that's all back bends? <gasps> Maybe. Pending. But what are we doing throat. in the back bends? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, beautiful. there are times. Mm-hmm. Kapha season, we need more back bends mm-hmm. and we need more prana. Mm-hmm. Back bends, and I won't go into it all, but so that's, I guess that would be the answer. And there's always at least a sliver of a, essence of meditation at the end Mm -hmm. and i have a saying the who you are when you first walk into the room no 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 my saying is the who you are at the end of class is closer to the who that you are meant to be Mm -hmm. 
compared to the who that you were when you first walked into the room. Mm, I love that. This is why we practice. We want to get to this. Yeah. Mm. Our, the end of our yoga class is usually just frustration and desperate, <laughs> desperate, like, oh, fuck. What? No, I can't be. <laughs> That's your personal practice you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm, also, I'm talking about your personal practice as well. <laughs> you, had a, you had a question that you wanted. No, I was, <laughs> I was curious if, oh, yeah. if this um, evolution of the Tantra yoga flow was part of, like, transitioning from, like, midlife into postmenopausal life mm. and how that affected your practice. Well, that's two big questions. Mm. Um, the answer is for the how Tantra Flow Yoga came is uh, a company I was working with made some choices yeah. that were not, uh, I did not feel respected at all. Yeah. And I, then I spoke up and asked for adjustments and they were not made. Mm. And everything inside me got so angry and it, just happened to be about a year or so after I was certified with Tara Yoga at the highest level at the time. Yeah. And I was so angry and I needed to do something. And I was like, fine, I'm creating my own training. And I took all this information, not just from Tara Yoga, but from everything else. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to create my own 300 hour. Mm -hmm. Because I knew what I wanted to do. And it just so happened that Yoga Alliance at the time was like, well, we don't have a 300. You have to either do a 200 yeah. school or, a or have a 500 yeah. school. I was like, oh. So I created a 500 school, which meant a 200 school. And it was so much work. Yeah. yeah. So it was my fuck you to the company, yeah. which I, my wisdom knew the company is not bad. Yeah. The people are not bad. It's the divine saying, Gene, move. Yeah. Take action. It's your time to step out and use this knowledge and organize it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I, the anger, I used it wisely. I did not, it, well, I lost my temper with one beautiful soul and I was in perimenopause. <laughs> <laughs> and the only time that I really lost my emotions was with her and I will be apologizing to the end of time. And someday when she enters perimenopause, she will understand. And, um, but it was not my greatest moment. Um, how has my practice changed? Uh, I'll be very truthful and transparent. I do not do asana hardcore hour-long asana every single day anymore yeah. mm -hmm. it doesn't for my the body that i have and someone can say well we could fix that there's something wrong with you <laughs> it's like with the scoliosis and everything i got it no it part of it is maybe i've been doing it for over 30 years yeah. it doesn't feel right. right yeah i will never sacrifice my seated practice that's getting more nuanced and, but I am moving my body in different ways and the strength. And I'm also studying with different teachers th that are really challenging how I view the, the awesome area uh, worker I work with now who I'm having so much fun and she's brilliant and other teachers as well that 
just to shift my perspective. And I no longer, when I was younger, it was like I needed to get the poses. I would do to a lot of people who are, have taught for a long time and practiced for a long time will say, when I was younger, I wanted two hours on the mat. And I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm like, when I do do, it's like, no, no, nobody. I want my asana practice. Mm-hmm. I want to go and find my voice. And I'll spend three or four days. Who's my muse? Because the wisdom, I can download wisdom that I can use for weeks. Yeah. And it's like 45 minutes an hour. Mm-hmm. And I I know I want to save some of the Shakti. I don't want to exhaust myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't know if that's answering you. Totally. totally. It does. Yeah. But um, yeah. And I think that, and I remember when I was younger, and I watched teachers, I watched, I studied a lot with Eric Schiffman at one point mm-hmm. for a chunk of time. And I watched other teachers and they were slowing down. It's like, I'm not going to. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's like, you look at certain celebrities who are doing everything to not get old. Yeah. yeah. And it looks weird. It does. Yeah. It does. And it's not great. And it's like my heart pours to them because it's like you're afraid of yourself. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, Jean, same thing then. Mm-hmm. Make friends with your flabby arms. Mm. Yeah. Make friends with the fact that, you know, when I'm losing muscle definition here and there, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, my God, I'm getting fat. I shouldn't have had that ice cream or whatever. And it's like, no, actually, this is what happens mm. when you get into your 60s. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're not. You can't control this completely. It's and you're not supposed to. Right. It's the trying ultimate to, surrender, right? Trying to control the uncontrollable is a is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm. I mean, I still times when you know, um, it's like, whoa! I used to be able to do that pose. What happened? It's like. And, you know, I get Ishwara Pranitana. Okay, it's yours. It never belonged to me. Yeah. yeah. Give it back to you. Thank you so much. It was fun. Thank God I have a photo. <laughs> and I tell people in their 20s and early 30s. Take those photos. Get your photos. <laughs> take them. Take them. <laughs> have all the photos of all the crazy poses. Um, yeah. I've got them. I have a few. Yeah. yeah. And they're there. And, you know, if anyone doubts me, it's like, here's the photo. <laughs> And that, that, you know, pose was done for many years. I love it. (laughs) And it's now back to the divine. I gave it back to God. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And you see some people who are really holding on to that perfection that they achieved at 30. But now they're 65, 60. And you're like, wow, I think there's something wrong with you. You know, and it just like hmm. it's, it's well, it's just yeah, mm. yeah. I don't. It's yeah, hard. It just doesn't feel natural. It's mm-hmm. like there's other things. You know, I there's so many. Even Ayanka was doing this. So many restorative poses mm. that are really cool. Yeah, not just your okay bolsters and blanket, but you know, working with the chair in different ways. Yeah. Uh, I did something with T.S. Little the other day, and he's so brilliant mm. with innovation and uh you know and i was just like oh my god i gotta write these down this is so great i want for days when i'm tired or Mm -hmm. i don't want to give away too much energy i want 
there's ways where you can have the experience of a back bend by doing obviously the chair back bend and so many other things that keep that energy in you on the days when you don't have it to be doing the sun salutations and everything to build up to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I want, I'm wanting, I'm intending to build more of the repertoire of that. Mm -hmm. And definitely it's in my agenda to increase my repertoire for Nidra because there's a lot of wisdom that can come. It's not just sleep at, but there's a lot of wisdom that we can tap into. Totally. And I think the older we get, we can just see life a little bit wiser anyway. So yeah. it's time for wisdom. I love it. Dare to, dare to rest. So, doesn't sound sexy, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harmony <laughs> feels really sexy delicious. after she rests. As my he always experience. makes fun of me because I, I, I listen to a yoga nidra frequently and often like to put myself to uh-huh. sleep. And one of the lines at the end says, you are a well-rested woman. <laughs> he's always like, no. he's like, you need who, to be. Who a- is this? No, Which one do you do? Um, it's Karen Brody. <laughs> do you know Karen Brody? Okay, I don't know. She she's a yeah. coach, but also a, a yoga teacher. Um, I don't know her history so much. We should get her on the podcast. Yeah. But that's her whole thing is like yeah. dare to rest. And and that's what she coaches women about yeah. is that we don't give ourselves enough time to actually rest. And so she teaches only yoga nidra basically and like does these like 30 day rest challenges and all kinds of <laughs> it's a things long, it's a long yes. time to, to sleep, there's a number honestly. of them yeah certainly yeah. If, if i'm you know eager to get down i will i will i will say let's have a let's have a little nap so you, <laughs> so, and she will like so like snoring out it's like we're gonna get down soon i can feel it <laughs> I can feel. after you she's a well-rested woman just... <laughs> exactly yeah because it gives you ojas it does. and ojas makes us sexy it does. right it's a completely different brain it's hard to be in the mood when you're stressed out or like thinking or planning right. or you know organizing it's yeah. hard to feel sexy it's you need true. to like really true you really That's need what, to relax it's a big, actually it's a marketing approach it's like <laughs> resting is the new black because yeah. it makes you sexy it's yeah. true it's the new red wine you improve your love life <laughs> dare to rest rest (laughs) okay you know what i love about talking with you gene is you're just you are a lifelong learner and you're so inspired to just like try new things and learn new things and i think that that really um, thank you is keeping you young and ageless to be honest because yeah yeah, it's like and good lighting (laughs) (laughs) it's wonderful it's so wonderful tell everyone where they can find you online they can take your classes with you online and like do any of those retreats that you're doing you're always like doing all kinds Mm -hmm. of amazing things so tell us about them sure uh pretty much everything's on my website geneheileman.com which is hard to spell (laughs) i'll try it j e a and then, okay, you'll put it, I'll put it in the show notes. Gene, comma, yoga, and you can find it. Yeah. Right. But uh, on my website, and you can do on demand, you can do live stream. And then if you're in LA, come take a live class. And yes, I have a retreat. And then soon I'll be doing another 50 hour training in Tantra Flow Yoga. That's We just finished a big one on chakras. Amazing. Which is why I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll have another one coming. And 
This is so lovely. It's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so thank much you. fun. Yeah, it, oh was, it was such, it was a, such pleasure. a treat. Yeah. Thank our, you. Our pleasure. To I'm so honored to be invited. Oh, spend time gosh, with you. We're quite... Happy Thanksgiving. Thank Happy, you. Thanksgiving Happy Thanksgiving to you. Do you feel like you're taking one step forward and two steps back and you need something consistent? I want to let you in on a little secret. Commitment and consistency are so important for your growth. Otherwise, you'll feel like you're winning for two weeks, and then you'll just go back to your old habits pretty quickly. So if you feel like you're running in circles, chasing your tail, or you want to get back on your mat, you don't know where to start, then I'm here to give you the support you need to help you get your yoga practice back. My Inner Circle membership is open now until the end of December, where you can build your practice, your practice of meditation, chanting, your understanding of yoga, looking at the deeper dimensions of the philosophy and how to apply it to your life. There's opportunity for one-on-one coaching every single month. And we'll look at how to bring this ancient wisdom tradition into modern life, how to integrate it in a way that the practice is there to serve your life rather than feeling like you have to give up your life in order to do the practice. And so I would just love to invite you in to come into my inner circle. We have uh, self-practice classes every Friday. We have monthly conferences where we look at philosophy, talk about philosophy, and it's open coaching um, where you can ask your questions or bring your obstacles, and we're going to talk through it. We're going to find ways for you to overcome whatever you feel is blocking your progress, even if it's just progress to get up early in the morning. And then we also have a monthly breathwork pranayama class where we also learn some chanting so we can increase our vibration, create more clarity, and just start living a life that's more aligned with your heart's desires. We have a super supportive and active community in both WhatsApp and on Facebook. It's a private Facebook community. And I would just love to invite you in. So if that's something you're interested in, please head over to my website, harmonyslater.com. You can find the details there under yoga classes. And I would just look forward to saying hello, welcoming you into the membership. We have our monthly coaching and philosophy conference coming up at the end of the month on the last Sunday. And we also have our breathwork and chanting class, Pranayama practice, coming up at the first Saturday of the month of December. So if you want to start your new year off right, 2023, it's just around the corner, then come into my inner circle where you can get the support and guidance and start to develop a regular uh, connection with me where you can ask your questions and Uh, start to really integrate the philosophy into your daily life. Start living your yoga instead of just dreaming about your yoga. (laughs) So find me, harmonyslater.com backslash inner circle membership. And I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Finding Harmony. With me, your host, Harmony Slater. You can find out more information on my website, harmonyslater.com. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon.
Oh, 